It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. It's the Thursday edition of Lockdown Rams. We're excited to be back talking some football with you guys today. Got an awesome show for you. Got to get you caught up on everything happening around the NFL. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, SoFi Stadium, where they are at. We touched on it last week, but they're getting closer and closer every week. We're also going to take a look at the NFL schedule. We had some news come out about the preseason and how that's going to affect everything. And how does that affect the Rams? Probably one of the teams maybe affected the least when it comes to games being played. We'll talk about that a little bit, as well as uh, take a look at the prove-it year for certain players on our teams. PFF wrote this great article listing 15 players across the league that it is a prove-it year in their eyes. They named one of the Rams O-linemen, which you probably can name a few, but that got me thinking, and we're going to talk through a few of the other players that are coming into the 2020 season with a prove-it year uh, type of situation, maybe labeled on their back or over their head or in the background or by us, the media and the fans. So uh, we'll look at a few of those players that are coming into a big time 2020 season with a weird off season. Uh, we'll go over all of that as well as we're going to continue our series, even though we started it with Jake Ellen Bogan, we'll get him back here on the show. But I want to kind of move it along here and look at week two of the regular season. We already previewed game one versus the Dallas Cowboys. Our thoughts about how that was going to go down and the interesting matchups coming out of that game. But we're going to continue to look at our full schedule going into week two and breaking down this schedule. So a really fun show for you guys today. Don't forget to hit us up on social media. LA underscore Rambling Bear is the personal Lockdown Rams, the show, all accounts. Hit us up. Say what's up. You can also find the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Himalaya. Hit the subscribe button. Share with a friend. We are getting closer and closer to football. We're getting closer and closer where we're going to turn this back up to five days a week. Uh, We've got some other news and exciting stuff to share with you over the next couple weeks, as well as our divisional crossover that I continue to tease, and I think we actually may push it back one more week, and that will lead us right in to training camp at the end of July. So uh, lots of exciting dates coming up, lots of exciting information coming up, and again, we really don't know what's going to happen. We're going to take this step by step, and that really leads me into the first point with the updated schedule that the NFL is going to run with. It came out yesterday, according to ESPN, that the NFL is trimming the preseason in half. Now, we had talked about this for a while, and the expectations were that this was coming. Jared Goff even said that uh, he really appreciates this, and at the end of the day, he would like to see it go away almost altogether, but going from four to two games is what they're going to be doing. But we'll have to see with a very interesting offseason that all NFL teams are doing, what does that really mean for them going into this? The looks of what the NFL is going to be doing is the weeks one and four of the preseason will be canceled. That means all the games will be played weeks two and three, which run from August 20th to August 31st. And just as the NFL has done all along, they are going to make sure that this is as fair as as possible across the board. So they're going to tweak some of the preseason schedule so that each team gets one home game and one away game. And I kind of teased earlier that the Rams may have a little bit more advantage than some of the other teams uh, as the fact of the Rams, as far as the two games that will be remaining, are 
scheduled to face the Chargers on August 22nd as a road game, and then the Broncos at home August 29th as a home game. Obviously, both those contests end up being played at SoFi Stadium. For the Rams, this means they don't have to go anywhere. They were scheduled to go to Las Vegas for one game. That was in late September. That will be scratched. And their first game, which was supposed to open up SoFi August 14th, versus the New Orleans Saints, will also be scrapped. So the first opportunity you get to see your Rams in the new stadium is going to be as an away team on August 22nd versus the Los Angeles Chargers. A very fun contest, I believe, that will be. And for the Rams, as we will talk about this not only today, but further down along the line here in the podcast, it's going to be a pretty big deal. We know practices have been limited. OTAs have been wiped out. Training camp is going to be like no other training camp we've seen before. Restrictions left and right. Players trying to gel together, new coaching staff, and all of this is going to be happening and unfolding from us during the preseason and likely, as we've seen in the past with McVeigh and understanding the circumstances, most of the starters aren't going to play, but we do have a lot of question marks and we'll have to kind of see how that plays out. But the first game for the Rams in SoFi, this is going to be one of those trivia questions that will go down in history, will be played as the away team. That following Saturday, August 29th is when they return home to face the Denver Broncos, that will be the home opener. Right now, it shows me on ESPN.com that tickets are as low as $14. What a deal. (laughs) Now, we don't know if there's going to be fans in the stadium at all. And actually, if I think about this, I've thought about this in the past, $14 isn't a bad ticket to get in the stadium to do a self-tour of SoFi Stadium. That thing looks gorgeous. And as I mentioned, updates continuing to come from social media, the Rams, SoFi Stadium, They are now 97% complete. They've added the turf, the field, into the stadium. The Oculus, the big scoreboard, is in its final resting place. The biggest scoreboard that is in any sports stadium across the world. Uh, They are getting closer and closer by the day to finishing up SoFi Stadium. It looks amazing. When will we be able to go in there and experience a game at full capacity, at half capacity, at 10% capacity? We don't know. We also know that the Rams sent out to their season ticket holders that the first eight rows will actually be uh, no seating available and that if you are a season ticket and that holder in that area, that they're going to be looking to try to find you some new seats uh, or allow you uh, to kind of withhold your seats for the 2020 season and push that over to 2021. From my understanding, uh, that has caused some pushback from some of the fans. Obviously, if you're eight rows up, you're not six feet from any players or staff or anything like that. But the NFL is taking extra precaution. They've also announced uh, to basically stop those solo workouts or those private workouts that you've seen Tom Brady in the Tampa Bay kind of getting all this great praise when he first got down there. And then obviously Jared Goff has been doing the same thing out here in Los Angeles that they've kind of asked the players to try not to do that because it goes against everything that they're trying to do as far as the safety Um, just before I got on here, kind of looking at some of the social media, I saw one of those quarterbacks that we talked about that's going to be playing in the preseason, John Wolford. Uh, He's been getting together with four wide receivers, guys we talked about with Jake Ellenbogen last week, some of those guys that are uh, new to the team and down the roster a little bit, including Mike Thomas, who I believe is no longer with the Rams, but still has some connections out here in Los Angeles, and a few other wide receivers uh, that are on the ramp. So he is still out there getting some work done uh, with some of maybe the second, third, fourth team members uh, to try to get some sort of cohesiveness and just try to get some reps with some real dudes going down the field. So 
all that is exciting. It's exciting that we've got some football, but there is some cause for concern as we are now wiping out two of the preseason games in a very weird offseason. I probably have said that nine million times. You could probably play a drinking game with how many times I've called this offseason weird, but it's pretty accurate as far as if you look at this, looking back to what players are used to getting ready for a season. So, so away on the road in our home stadium versus the Los Angeles Chargers, and then home versus the Denver Broncos. That is your preseason with your first game slated versus the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night, September 13th. So we're going to talk a little bit more uh, in the next segment about players that are under the gun in 2020, guys that are in that prove-it year, maybe going into a contract or maybe just time to shine coming off an injury whatever it may be this is their time to prove it and then in the third segment we are going to be looking at week two at philadelphia the rams first true road game of the regular season and it ain't going to be easy we're going to talk about that in the third segment lockdown rams thursday we got more coming up speaking of not easy have you ever tried to get replacement parts for your car or truck and you're left with not a lot of options and not a lot of great pricing. That's kind of what we're used to. Going into the traditional chain storefront, having a guy sitting behind the desk plugging in some information into his computer and then basically choosing the brands that his warehouse happens to carry. Well, that's no longer the case. RockAuto.com is changing it. And they've been around doing this for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for your auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or for your daily driver, get whatever you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, rockauto.com's prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how did you hear about us section box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. The suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So one of the things that I saw over the last couple of days that kind of got my brain sparking was a article that was put up by Pro Football Focus talking about 15 players entering prove-it years in 2020. Now, we've heard this term before. I've talked about it many of times, the prove-it year. This is your time to get it done, to show the action on the field. Enough of statistical advantages and or this guy should get a lot more snaps due to this, so should he succeed? It's time to put up 
or shut up at this point in certain positions and players. And in 2020, uh, they named 15 players that are coming into this uh, so-called category in their eyes. And I'll, I'll name you a couple. They had Baker Mayfield right at the top, Odell Beckham Jr. for obvious reason, right? Prove it here. You guys got to work together last year. Mayfield, number one guy. It's about time to put this magic together out there in Cleveland, the big hype. Uh, Jadavian Clowney is another one coming off of this 2020 free agent class, unsigned right now. Wherever he goes, it's probably going to be on a short-term deal, maybe a one-year deal, a prove-it deal, as you will. Uh, Josh Allen finally getting the support uh, as far as trading and going and getting Stefan Diggs. They had a great draft. Prove it year, take the next step. Cam Newton to New England Patriots. Are you healthy? Are you not? Marcus Davenport, New Orleans Saints. Juju Smith-Schuster. Can you be the number one guy with Ben healthy? Last year, Ben was out. Didn't really have a lot of help. You kind of really fell off. Where is the Juju from 2018? Roquan Smith, Chicago Bears. Obviously looking at how they retooled that defense. They moved on from Floyd, who is now here in Los Angeles. Roquan Smith, will you step up? Mike Hughes, cornerback, Minnesota Vikings. Brashard Perryman, New York Jets. Are you real? He really came on at the end of the year down in Tampa Bay. Uh, Got paid some money to come up to the Jets to kind of replace Robbie Anderson. Prove it to me. And then going all the way down this list, we start to get to some offense alignment. Isaiah Wynn is listed 13th on this New England Patriots. High draft pick. Ended up getting hurt before he really ever started. Uh, Looking to get that pro football focus grade up. And then at number 14 out of this list, and the last one is Hayden Hurst, tight end of Atlanta Falcons. But 14 on this list is Austin Corbett of the Los Angeles Rams. Here's what they have to say about him. Another offensive lineman with a lot to prove. Austin Corbett was an intriguing prospect who was potentially overdrafted by the Browns in the second round. His NFL position was always up for debate, having played tackle in college, but he was always viewed as an interior lineman at the next level. He has been playing almost exclusively at guard in the NFL, having impressed the most at the Senior Bowl at center. But that playing time has been almost universally poor thus far. What's impressive is how consistently below average Corbett has been so far. With every start he's had for the Rams last season, earning an overall grade, pro football focus grade, in the 50s. Corbin enters 2020, needing to show improvement to save his future in the NFL. Now, this isn't one of those, you've had some good times in the past, and you hit a bumpy patch, prove it to us, you're worth it here. This is, you really never have flourished Every grade you had as a starter with the Rams is under the 50s. The Rams have a lot of holes on offensive line. There's going to be a heavy competition at that offensive line. So either prove it and be a part of this offensive line to get the Rams better in 2020 or see you later, Austin Corbett. You're running out of opportunities in the NFL. And it is interesting because as we said in the first segment, this may not be the only prove it year on the offensive line for the Rams. Depending on how the Rams try to retool this offensive line, we have a pretty good idea that the Rams have been pretty vocal about re-signing Austin Blythe and putting him at center. But you guys, you got guys like Brian Allen, who was drafted uh, in the last couple of years and placed at center, had a start at the opportunity last year before hurting his knee and being out for the rest of the year. Joseph Noteboom fits in that category. Hasn't gotten a lot of opportunity did play a little bit in the Super Bowl, did play in some spot positions in that year in 2018, tore his knee in 2019 after a couple games, 
Will he get a chance to prove it this year? And is he running out opportunities? Because there's guys like Bobby Evans and David Edwards last year that stepped up and really filled in and helped build some still stability on that offensive line. And they are going to be competing really tough for these positions. The other one on the offensive line that you could say is a big prove it year is Rob Havenstein. Guy that had been really awesome majority of his career with the Rams. And when I say majority, basically every single year except for last year where he really struggled. He took a big step back, and there were the concerns about some injuries, and he sat out the last six games, I believe, something close to that. In the last two games, he was almost what he would describe healthy enough to play, but the Rams decided to go the cautious route and not bring him back and let some of those younger guys get some much-needed, valuable experience in the NFL. But coming back in, how long is the leash for a guy like Rob Havenstein? If he starts to really struggle again, we saw... The likes of those two rookies or second-year guys now, David Edwards and Bobby Evans, what they did in that role, how quick will the poll be for Rob Havenstein? And if you want to go full circle on this, Austin Blythe. It's a one-year deal that he signed. So, in effect, it's a prove-it year for him. He's got to go out and prove to the Rams that he can be a long-term solution at the center position or at least a two, three-year guy, somebody that they can re-up on a contract when they have some more money. We know they're pretty broke right now, but... Many of people on the offensive line have an opportunity for a prove-it year. And that was just the prove-it year from our our offensive line. We've got so many other positions and players uh, that it will be a prove-it year for them. So, in fact, I think instead of trying to just spit everyone's name at you right now, I think we have a pretty good idea of what we've talked about for a while. But I want to go a little bit deeper into these position groups. So maybe I'll step this over the next couple weeks and talk about prove-it years uh, from position to position. That was just the offensive line. Pro Football Focus got my brain thinking, uh, and that was the one that they listed was Austin Corbett. Totally agree with it, but I could also name four or five other guys on the line that I think is a very much prove-it year for them. So we will revisit this conversation maybe tomorrow and into next week as we start to look at a few of the other position groups and who in that position group is up for a prove-it year. But next, I want to take you in to the schedule. We talked about the Dallas Cowboys with Jake Ellenbogen and what that game's going to look like. We'll take you to Philadelphia next as we continue our schedule breakdown. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked on Fantasy Football with your Locked on Fantasy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fantasy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry. You can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. So as we look at this upcoming schedule, we talked earlier in the first segment that the preseason is being cut from four games to two. And for the first time, 
I don't want to see the preseason cut. We've got the Rams and Chargers on hard knocks, which should make for a fun game when those two meet up at SoFi. As I mentioned, the first Rams appearance in SoFi and as an away team. But really just missing out an opportunity to help develop some of these young guys. Uh, rosters are increasing. Practice squads are, inc- are increasing. Uh, livelihoods for certain people as you walk in with 90 and end up walking out with uh, whatever it is now, 57, I think it is now. It makes things a little bit more interesting. But as we get to the regular season, and that's what we're now talking about, uh, in week two, the Rams pack up, and in whatever sense of the traveling form for NFL teams at that time, which they described in the news release about the preseason, that teams will go two days before the game and hang out in their hotel, not have an opportunity to practice on the field from my understanding at this point. But those things all may change leading up to the regular season. The Rams will be heading on the road, going to Philadelphia. Again, you got to go back to some of their game plans and the way that they've talked about these things in the past. The Rams right after that have another away game in week three in Buffalo. There was talks originally that the Rams would just stay on the East Coast to make it easier not coming back traveling and then having going back to the east coast but again in the new world of what we're dealing with today will they find a place to bubble themselves and hang out and find a facility to practice i'm sure they're looking at all those things right now but all that's still up in the air but september 20th in philadelphia 10 a.m pacific time so it is a one o'clock game it's in the morning or afternoon game on the east coast the rams and the philadelphia eagles will throw it down on the field Looking back to the history of these two matchups, the Rams and the Eagles have played 39 times over their careers. 21 wins for the Eagles, 17 wins for the Rams, one tie. That must have been forever ago. And this is going to be a big test for the Rams. On the road early against a team, which if you look at last year, that whole division uh, really struggled. But we have to believe that the Philadelphia Eagles are a lot better than what they put on the field last year, considering all the injuries that they had. Deshaun Jackson was out. Alshon Jeffries was out. They basically were left with Greg Ward Jr. by the end of the year, which he started, I believe, on the practice squad and then finishing as uh, their leading receiver down the stretch. Carson Wentz was healthy basically the whole time until the playoffs came, and then, of course, he got injured again, too. Uh, Interesting offseason for the Eagles as they went out and drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round. Kind of a controversial pick, but a smart pick for uh, a team. If you guys didn't get a chance to listen to our crossover with Louis Diabasi, Uh, He talked about the history of the Eagles and them struggling once they get to the playoffs, having their starting quarterback that started the regular season, going all the way back to some of those Donovan McNabb days. Uh, But Jalen Hurts is a really good insurance plan for them, as well as developing him to do a couple other things. The NFL kind of going that direction. Copycat League, you've seen what New Orleans Saints have done down there with Taysom Hill. Uh, Will that be what they try to do with Jalen Hurts? We don't know yet. But we'll have to keep an eye on that, as well as healthy Deshaun Jackson, healthy Alshon Jeffrey, adding Jalen Rager in the draft, Prince Tega in the draft to help out that offensive line. But of course, the Eagles also have a few setbacks. Brandon Brooks, uh, right guard, out for the season after an injury recently, a big hit to that offensive line. But they, again, they drafted at the O-line. They also added Jack Driscoll in that draft to kind of add to that offensive room, offensive line room. And then on the defense, we know what they have up front. Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. They added Darius Slay in the secondary, as well as Nikkel Roby Coleman. 
definite upgrades for them in that secondary. So just looking at paper, this team is a lot better than where they finished in 2019. But you could say the same thing for the Rams, right? Or you could make the other counter argument, depending on how you look at it. It also is the return of one verse two. Going back to 2016, Carson Wentz taking number two, Jared Goff taking number one. Many of debates that we've had here on this show, as well as uh, through the nation of which quarterback has had a more successful career. If you look at the numbers, they kind of lean towards Jared Goff because he's been a little bit more healthy than Carson Wentz has. But Carson Wentz does have a Super Bowl ring, although he did not play in that game. He did have an MVP type of season leading up to that Super Bowl run. Remember, he did get hurt here in Los Angeles to play that uh, he was diving for the end zone. The Eagles have made multiple trips to Los Angeles in the past couple of years, so we finally get to return the favor and go on the road. The Rams lost both those games out here at the Coliseum, so a little bit of revenge factor for those guys, having leaders like Michael Brockers on the team to kind of remind some of those new guys of those games. Maybe that happened recently. Hey, they came into our house and kicked our butt. Why can't we go into Philadelphia and deliver the same results to them, make them feel what we felt back in those last couple of years? But what does this Eagles team look like coming into this year? They were about middle of the pack. Again, as I mentioned, they finished 9-7, and seven, won the division, I believe, on the very last game of the season. Passing yards right in the middle, 11th overall, 239 yards per game. Rushing yards, 11th, right there in the middle, 121 yards per game. Points four, 12th in the league, right there in the middle. Points against 22, 18th in the league. So they were right there. Which way is the scale turning for them in 2020. One thing that I like for the Rams in this, I love our secondary going against Carson Wentz. Obviously, Zach Ertz and the rest of the crew that I talked about are going to be a tough matchup, but you got to love the depth that we have at safety. Guys that can take on a guy like Zach Ertz. And that's the thing is a lot of these teams don't have someone that can match up. Well, we've got a few anywhere from John Johnson in his return. Taylor Rapp has been playing down and closer to the ball more in his first year. And then the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Ramsey, who our defensive coordinator described him as a DB, not a cornerback. So where do you put him if you need to match him up? Uh, most likely you think maybe he takes on Deshaun Jackson or Jalen Rager. But the Rams have depth in the secondary to take on some of those weapons. I feel comfortable there. Stopping the run is going to be something that the Rams need to focus on. I think the Eagles are definitely going to be putting an emphasis on that in this 2020 season. Miles Sanders really came on uh, near the second half of the season. He was a rookie last year. And when the Eagles had really nobody to look to, sometimes the plan was just dump the ball down to Miles Sanders and let him go to work. Former Penn State running back uh, coming into his second year. Sanders ended up with 818 yards, three touchdowns, but most importantly, 50 catches and 509 yards, three touchdowns out of that. So uh, overall, this guy busted well over 1,000 yards, and the catching out of the backfield, he's just as dangerous as just straight-handing him the ball. So the run game, I think, is going to be the important part for the Rams coming into this game. Can you slow down Miles Sanders and Corey Clement, who's kind of the one-two punch there for them, put Carson Wentz and these Eagles early in the season in second-long third and long, and let Aaron Donald and these offensive linemen that have to double-team and triple-team him figure out two weeks into the season after not having a lot of time together, 
Did their conditioning stay up to par to Aaron Donald? I'll tell you right now, nobody's conditioning is going to stay up to par to Aaron Donald. But the thing that the Rams are going to need help from is from a lot of their young players on the outside, outside linebackers, rookies, those guys that uh, a bunch of question marks on right now, need them to step up and make some plays outside of Aaron Donald because we know what we're getting from our secondary. We know what Aaron Donald is going to bring. Those guys need to help fill in to really get this win on defense and on offense. It's just get back to the Jared Goff show, facilitate the football, take care of them from the start up front, and work in this three-headed monster of a run game. Give Cam Akers a good amount of carries in the first half to get going and try to find a groove. Work in Daryl Henderson on some screens and a couple handoffs here and there. And then goal line. Forget the Aaron Donald package. Bring in Malcolm Brown. That man is like an Aaron Donald on the offense side. He is a bowling ball, pure strength, good runner, sees vision, good balance. Give him the ball inside the 10, just like he did with Todd Gurley in the past couple seasons. As much as you want to hate on Todd Gurley, the man found the end zone inside the red zone. So let's do that with Malcolm Brown. Let's also get him in there on third downs and help protect Jared Goff so he's got a little bit more of a clean pocket. Use those tight ends early. Let's not wait till the last five games of the season to realize that Tyler Higby is a solid tight end. So play calling, offensive line, stopping the run, that is the key to victory for the Rams to come out of the season 2-0 versus the NFC East. So we'll continue to look at the Rams' schedule as we go along breaking down all of these games early before we soon get back to talking to some of these hosts and having some crossovers as we get closer to the season. We'll have some more Rams-focused guests on over the next couple weeks. I'm excited. I'm kind of lining up some good interviews and conversations. And we'll be back again tomorrow talking a little bit more from position to position, prove-it years for the Rams, as well as taking a look further along the way with our schedule. Appreciate you guys listening as always. Don't forget to reach out to me, LA underscore Rambling Bear, Locked On Rams. We'll be back tomorrow. But with that said, Rams Nation, you know what it is. Until next time. Peace. Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.